Hey guys, hey everyone, it's MMA by Milliken. Hope you guys are out there staying safe, staying positive, and staying focused. You know, it's a tough time. If you did lose a loved one, I send my condolences out to you. Think about all the good things about that person start use this time to remember the good things the good qualities and use your platform use social media to pay homage to them to celebrate all the good that they did in this world share a fun moment a fun memory that's a, one of the ways to get past you know painful loss trust me I know you know this is this is truly tough but we're learning each day to take this situation seriously you know it's not a game it is you know extremely it is very serious on today's episode I wanted to talk about a little bit about addiction and um, I wanted to use John Jones as kind of an example you know still MMA by Milliken right Uh, still all about Milliken still all about MMA you know I've had people in my own family who suffer from addiction and uh, I was advised that if I talked about it on the podcast that it would be a good way to kind of uh, be therapeutic and uh, I think just uh, my experience with dealing with family and friends who suffer from addiction would uh, help uh, give a clearer picture of what I believe is the future for uh, this fighter. But yeah, I hope just that everyone out there, you know, you just have to stay positive and stay vigilant. If you woke up this morning, I mean, you're doing something right. You're doing something right. Be happy about it. Don't waste any more days. Don't waste your life. Do something. Live a life of purpose. You know, it's, it's we've taken so much for granted. You know, I think this is clear that, you know, all of us, all of us have taken a lot for granted and it's time for that to stop. You know, it's time not to waste days time to just get up and be productive but before we get into the episode I want to take a quick break to uh, hear from today's sponsor okay so uh, yeah today's episode I want to talk about uh, 
my experience with addiction and uh, Jonathan Dwight Jones. Born July 19th, 1987. This man would have been 28 and 0 if it wasn't for the uh, one reverse reversal decision and the one uh, no contest. Youngest fighter to win go in the UFC at age 23 when he defeated Mauricio Rua in 2011. I remember that fight like it was yesterday. And uh, and it's funny because um, I was rooting for Jones, even though I was a Shogun fan. Rooting for Jones. And uh, I was like, yeah, get him, get him, get him. And then it went from, yeah, get him, get him to, oh, no, stop the fight, stop the fight. It's too much. It's too much. Um, yeah, Mauricio was considered the uh, the best light heavyweight on earth during that time. So that's a huge, that went alone, really. Um, when you talk about resumes, I mean, that went alone, the way that he won, because that's my thing. You know, people are like, yeah, this person, that person. Well, to me, it's not just that they won a fight. It's how they win. Um, and, I mean, he he demolished Shogun, which is, I mean, Shogun's been in some wars. But, yeah, that, that was uh, definitely an official win. So, yeah, um, the troubles of John Jones. Um, of course, uh, May 19th, 2012, um, he was arrested in uh, New York for driving under the influence. And I mean, his propensity to want to drive fast cars is scary. I mean, he ran a Bentley Continental GT. This car, that car right there can go 198 miles per hour. Ran into a pole. Pleaded guilty, same as he did for this recent episode. So if you wonder why part of the reason why he's getting off what seems to be light, I mean, if he's going to get in trouble, not that I'm saying that this is a good time to get in trouble, it's not. But if you want to get in trouble, of course, you get in trouble during the pandemic when there's barely any judges, you know, no real courts are being held. He's going to get a light sentence no matter what. Unless he had hit somebody. Uh, and much like then, much like 2012, after he pleaded the guilty, uh, the fine, you know, back then the fine was only $1,000. But the installing of the ignition interlock, interlocks into all his vehicles, you know, and that's so that he can only start the vehicle if he blows on it and um in that situation but in the prior situation his license was suspended for six months in 2012 this situation uh still don't know if that you know told him to put the ignition in his car so obviously he gets to keep his license which makes no sense now the thing about it is so people are you know it's the discussion about being stripped for the title. First it was Habib, now it's John Jones. Now the Habib situation is absurd. You know, 
he should be stripped because he was going to Russia to do some more training because he thought the fight was going to be in Abu Dhabi. I mean, it makes perfect sense. There's no way to hold the fight in the United States, really. Uh, which, speaking of which, all these fighters who are calling each other out, making fools of themselves. Yes, I said it, making fools of themselves. A lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, they're stepping up. It's not the same as Gilbert Burns. No, 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 no. I'm not patting somebody on the back for calling out someone they've been calling out for months now. All right. Especially if they suspect that the person isn't going to answer the call back. So then when someone else calls you out, you're quiet. Usman did it. All of them are doing it. Gilbert Burns is the only person who's been running around. <laughs> Burns. Oh, my goodness. Love Gilbert Burns. He's the only person who's been running around like, yeah, I'm ready. What you got? I'm ready. What you got? Calling people out directly. I'm ready to go. He's the only person. Now, in all fairness, though, to Usman and even John Jones, to me, no champion should take a, a last-minute fight. You know, Habib and Tony, that's the fight. They've been preparing for each other for years. Um, I think it's ridiculous to think that anyone should, that Tony should fight anyone else. I also think it's ridiculous to think that anyone else is going to take out the top seed. I think people will be in for a rude awakening. I think it's absurd because if, even if by some stretch of imagination, they can beat Tony. What's the point if they can't even beat Habib? You know. But, um, the thing about John Jones and being stripped, though, the only way that that would be possible is if there was a code of conduct, if the UFC had a code of conduct. Well, during the, during the Zufa era, April 10th, 2013 to be exact, the UFC did in fact have a code of conduct written up. And it was only five pages long. But uh, still, they unveiled the document during uh, after a situation occurred. That situation was Matt Metrion's comments on transgender transgender fighter Fallon Fox. Funny how you know, kind of a circle effect the world is. The interesting thing about me bringing this up is that Fallon Fox fought, was defeated by Ashley Evan Smith, who, you know, got into hot water of her own. So think of her, right, and her situation, what happened with her and John Jones. Okay, so here we go. So. While, so here's the first part of the code of conduct. Okay. Now, again, remember, this is April 10th, 2013. Now, I would hope that the UFC still has this code of conduct, but, uh, well, you'll see in a minute. While criminal activity by a UFC fighter is clearly detrimental to the reputation of the UFC and therefore subjects the fighter to discipline, other conduct can also result in disciplinary action. Now, bear in mind, all Matt Metrion did was make horrible comments about another fighter. Uh, 
Discipline may be imposed for misconduct, which includes without limitation the following examples. Criminal offenses, including but not limited to those involving the use or threat of violence, domestic violence, and other forms of partner abuse, theft, and other crimes, which would include Smith, sex offenses, obstruction, or resisting arrest, which is what John Jones did do. Well, not necessarily resisted arrest. He fleed the scene of the crime uh, in a previous situation. Disorderly conduct, fraud, racketeering, and money laundering. Criminal offenses related to performance enhancing and prohibited substances or substance abuse, which John Jones was fined by the UFC for the January 2015 situation where he tested positive for metabite for cocaine. So they did... Um, so they did utilize this uh, code of conduct against Jones, not once, but twice. Unlawful, unlawful possession of a gun or weapon, conduct that imposes inherent danger to the safety or well-being of another person. He apparently discharged his weapon. He was driving intoxicated and he had a weapon on him, violent, threatening or harassing behavior, derogatory or offensive conduct, including without limitations, insulting language, symbols, or actions about a person's or yeah, yeah, or actions about a person's ethnic ethnic background, heritage, color, race, national origin, age, religion, disability, gender, or sexual orient orientation. Inappropriate physical, verbal, and online behavior, of course, so many fighters fit into that category right there, such as inappropriate statements made via email, text messaging, or social networks. So that right there puts John Jones. It means that he, yet again, violated the UFC's code of conduct. So if you didn't know if they had a code of conduct, they do. And uh, Jones, Connor, Ashley Evan Smith all violated that code of conduct. So uh, now previously he was fined by the UFC, um, but he was stripped twice. Um, you know, once USADA gets involved, then that's then the commission gets involved. So another thing I wanted to just hit on was is the fact that, you know, Dana keeps pushing for UFC 249. Hard to do without the commission's approval. He would have to go to a city that has a commission. You know, and I mean, he needs doctors. He, the UFC doctor herself was like, no, it's just ridiculous. All he's doing is putting people in danger. So I don't see how he wants to just have some two fighters in a room fighting each other. If there's no, because the thing about it is if there's no commission, then they can't, when someone wins, especially if it's a title fight, they probably won't recognize the title change. 
without a commission being um, being involved. So, you know, if he were to do it, it should be just a bunch of non-title fights, even as the main event. But yeah, back to Jones and um, his situation. Yeah, you know, um, with addiction, sadly, because again, he's eight years. He keeps saying, well, you know, I'm embarrassed. I'm sorry for what I did. He keeps saying the same thing over and over again. Well, I mean, it's been eight years. And what's frightening about John Jones' situation is it's not just alcohol. It's not just cocaine. You know, well, one, he got caught with cocaine with the hit and run incident. Then it, the code of conduct kicked in January 2015 because there was metabolites of cocaine in his system. There was a metabolite of cocaine in the system. Then on top of that is, of course, the steroids. Part of the reason why he was stripped twice by the UFC. Yeah, this, uh, that's not good. That's not good at all. You know, for someone with the amount of talent that he has, he shouldn't have to take anything in terms of uh, enhancement drugs. He certainly shouldn't have to be out here taking that on top of cocaine, on top of drinking alcohol. So that's like the, yeah, that's bad. That's pretty bad. You know, even the people, even the friend and uh, family members who were on, who were, you know, alcoholics. Well, one, well, both two were alcoholics. Well, no, yep, all three were alcoholics and uh, did drugs. So, alcohol is, you know, being an alcoholic is bad enough. But then to compound that with drugs, and in the case of John Jones, to compound that with steroids, that's that's not good at all. That's even worse. And the individuals in question, none of them, only one lived to 50. The rest died in their 40s. John Jones is 32 now. When you go past, you know, he first incident that we know of, um, that affected his, you know, MMA career started back in 2012. So this has been eight years. So it's a good chance that he's been doing this for 10 years. That's a long time. And the damage that ends up being done to your body, you can't turn the clock back. A lot of people think you can. They think that you can get out there and run and jog and do push-ups the damage has already been done. You're taking years off your life. Trust me, I've seen it more, far too many times. It's family members, friends, people in the neighborhood, in the area. And if you don't stop, I mean, 10 years is, is a long time. Like right now, we know officially eight years. That's a long time. Okay, two, three, four years, maybe you can turn back the clock. But... This long a period of time, he's not going to be the same fighter he was. He's not. So if you're a John Jones fan, he's not going to be the same guy going forward. Everyone in MMA loses. There's no such thing as someone. I mean, 
there's a good chance that Habib may retire undefeated. But if you look at other fighters, no one, even GSP, he got beat up bad by Johnny Hendricks. Technically, he lost that fight. All right. No one stays in this. If you stay in this business long enough, you're going to lose. And you're probably going to lose bad. Anderson Silva, one of the most dominant champions going, he lost bad. GSP got beat up bad. Even though he came out the winner still. And the man left after that. All right. Chuck Liddell, Randy Couture, Brock Lesnar, you name it. They stayed in this business long enough. They ended up being brutalized because father time is undefeated. And then when you take drugs and alcohol the way that John Jones is doing, you're just speeding up the process. So, yeah, this is um, now will he finally get together? <sighs> you know, never say never. I doubt it. And um, unfortunately, it's a good chance that he'll die from this. You know, I don't, I don't want the episode to be <laughs> completely depressing, but, you know, ho- you know, hopefully he can prove me wrong. He is an athlete. He is in shape. Hopefully he can prove me wrong. But when you're surrounded by a bunch of yes men, that's a problem. You know, he keeps getting these passes. He keeps getting these pat on the back. He doesn't, he never does serious crime. He's never penalized seriously by the UFC. I mean, he was with the stripping, but they, you know, gave him another opportunity. And it's a shame. You shouldn't have to do that with a grown man. You shouldn't have to treat another adult like a baby. But unfortunately, with all this, he keeps getting these passes. You know, he's going to continue doing what he's been doing. But yeah, um, he's definitely, if he, even if he stops, he probably won't live past 50. I'd be shocked if he did. And it's sad. It's very it's a sad situation, but it affects the family hard. It hits the family hard because he would rather go out there with a bottle and fire and play with a gun instead of being with his family. How do they feel about this situation, especially his children? That is horrible. And that is what addiction does to families. It is a horrible, it is the worst decision a human being can make. You know, and you have to dig down deep and to stop it. But we've seen what celebrities, you know, take my word for it. Look at all these different celebrities who have died at a young age because of a drug overdose. You know, we have so many. You know, I can go through a long list of celebrities who died young because of an overdose. And in his case, he wants to drink and, I mean, and drive. So he's making the whole thing worse. So, yeah, you know, I don't want this to be a depressing episode where I'm, like, kind of browbeating Jim, uh, John Jones. But, you know, I just want to, you know, just give fans a heads up, you know, going forward. And it's sad because he, you know, 
the UFC didn't have Connor. They always had him to save, you know, to have the belt or be in title contention and save events. If he wasn't out there doing, I mean, again, I don't think any champion should volunteer their services for this ridiculousness uh, to try and schedule an event for April 18th. However, it's sad that the UFC can't depend on him because he'd rather fire a gun and get drunk. You know, we have these fighters stepping up, essentially kind of putting their lives on the line just to entertain us. I think it's crazy. I don't think they should do it, but still. And he's, you know, what we would think should be the leader. He's out there, you know, goof doing, I mean, just childish. But, yeah, that's that's my perspective. Um, if you have someone suffering with, if you yourself are suffering from uh, substance abuse, please get help. You know, I know in this time of quarantine, it's tough, but um, especially when you're talking about alcoholism, seek out a sponsor. It's not just going to uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. It's seeking out a sponsor. Usually get that there, but you can certainly use, use the web. If you can get on social media and make, you know, ridiculous, uh, fight picks and you know and argue over who can beat who you can go seek a sponsor get a sponsor same with uh having a uh, addiction to narcotics or opioids opioids in particular there are so there are millions of people who suffer um, i personally learned how to control you know taking a pain medication in particular. So if you need to talk about that, um, you know, trust me, I've, <laughs> man, you can talk about talk to doctors, what I've experienced with, I've seen um, family members, etc. I can, trust me, I can at least give you some guidance and assistance. I'm not a doctor, but, you know, I could at least be that ear for people. Um, and the DMs are always open. Just, you know, give me a chance to, you know, see them and answer them. But, yeah, definitely seek help. If you have someone in your family, you can't baby them. You have to be, even someone like me with a chronic disease, I still have to get talked to, I can't get talked to like a baby. It's no, you have to get up, you have to work out, you have to eat right, you have to. No, people talk to me tough. You know, it didn't talk to me like I was a little kid. Same with someone with an addiction. You have to be hard with them. You can't give them a pass and you have to put your foot down. Because at the end of the day, it's still a choice. A choice being made over and over again. And they can't, if they want to make that choice, fine. They cannot drag you into that choice. Which is what, unfortunately, what a lot of drug addicts, and I hate to say they use that word, I hate to be harsh, but that's what a lot of them do. They drag other people into their mess. You can't let them do it. Help them seek help, but at the same time, you have to distance them from your life, especially during this pandemic. Because that causes more health problems, which and the bad habits to going out, 
you know, even to get the drugs, they just put themselves in more danger and put other people in more danger. You know, it's making the tough choices for that individual who's not making those choices on their own. Well, that's the end of this episode. Um, What I wanted to do was leave with uh, one of my favorite quotes from Tecumse. So live your life that the fear of death can never enter your heart. Trouble no one about their religion, respect others in their view, and demand that they respect yours. Love your life. Perfect your life. Beautify all things in your life. Seek to make your life long and its purpose in service of your people. When it comes time, when it comes your time to die, be not like those whose hearts are filled with fear of death, so that when their time comes, they weep and pray for a little more time to live their lives over again in a different way. Sing your death song and die like a hero going home. This has been MMA by Milliken. Take care.